This is The Dose of Life with Ashley Emery. Happy Mental Health Awareness Month. This is The Dose of Life podcast with your host, Ashley Emery. Thanks for tuning in to this very special episode for all about being kind to our minds. Today, I am fighting the stigma by telling my story in hopes of letting you all know you are not alone. Each year, millions of Americans face the reality of living with a mental illness. And I know that mental health can be sometimes a very touchy subject or a subject that's not discussed at all, mainly because, one, a lot of us aren't really knowledgeable about it. Secondly, it can be something that we're uncomfortable to share because we might, in fact, be struggling with our own mental health. But today, that I hope that by listening to me share bits of my story when it comes to my own silent battles, that I'm able to encourage you to begin the conversation and take this level of awareness a step further and check in with yourself and take it another step forward and answer back honestly or your robotic response of I'm fine or I'm okay. It's okay not to be okay, especially during this global pandemic. I think it is really, really important for us to be kind to our mind. So I want to share five quick tips that we can use to cope with the stress during COVID-19 that are going to help us be kind to our mind. This is coming from um, CDC um, public service announcement. Number one is to pause, causing us to really take the moment that we need to reflect, to breathe, to notice how we're feeling. Like I said earlier, notice how you're feeling, answer back honestly. Number two Take breaks from COVID-19 content. I love this one that they shared. Please take breaks from COVID-19 content. It can literally send you into a heart attack if you're constantly watching and listening um, constant updates on what's going on um, in regards to this global pandemic. Number three, make time to sleep and exercise. Y'all, when I tell you that I have been practicing this one, I'm definitely a type A person, like very high productivity, like no sleep, all gas, no breaks. Like, so during this time, I have been taking advantage of taking naps and it has been really new to me. Um, I would just say that I think it's just like one of the best things that I've been practicing. I'm really proud of myself. I'm still working on the guilt I experience sometimes. I'm like, girl, I know you did not just take a nap, but being kind to myself, being kind to my mind, once again, um, because most of the time, if your body is making you go to sleep, you obviously need it. Um, or sometimes it could be a symptom um, of entering into a dark spell, which I will talk about a little bit after we talk about these last little four um, coping habits. So number four, reach out and stay connected. This is not the time to go into your isolation bubble and not talk to anybody and you know, still reach out to your family and your friends, use FaceTime, utilize the resources that you do have, even if you're just calling. I've even gotten a letter from people, and I think it's so beautiful that we're taking opportunities to even write letters to each other. Number five, seek help if you're feeling overwhelmed or unsafe. So once again, these are the five tips to being kind to your mind tips to cope with stress during COVID-19, pause, take breaks, 
make time to sleep and exercise, reach out and stay connected, seek help if you're feeling overwhelmed and unsafe. I hope you're able to apply one of these tips, um, these coping habits into your daily practices if you aren't doing it already, um, because I know that it's just very important, especially during these times, to take care of ourselves. And it just reminds me of times where I didn't. And what I really want to talk about is, you know, something that I feel like when it comes to mental health, when people share their stories, they like to talk about the moments that led up to their breakdown. Or, But for me, it's like I want to focus on after the breakdown, after the segment of my life where I dedicated months and hours of group therapy, one-on-one therapy, you know, just so many different forms of trying to heal myself, um, different natural practices. What is life like after, you know, you've been going to therapy, things have been going good, then all of a sudden you're hit with another dark spell. And it doesn't make sense. You're like, I started to ask myself, I'm like, is something really wrong with me? How is it that all of a sudden I literally just spent four months of my life doing this program, trying to get my life together, spending six, eight hours a day in therapy. So why is it like months later am I going back into this dark space? And sometimes you just have to know when you're dealing with a mental illness, depression and anxiety don't have a timing or they don't have a like, hey, I'm going to pop up at this time and they're not courteous. And so I want to talk about that time in my life. It was summer... Um, I believe, no, it was fall of 2017, and I remember I just moved to Costa Mesa. I was living in a one-bedroom apartment. My roommate and I at the time were both getting back on our feet, um, just trying to regroup after we took months of our lives to rehabilitate ourselves from several different things. And I remember going to work, and I was working at a um, what is it called? Oh my God. It was like one of those places. Oh, an escape room. Y'all, I was working at an escape room. It was the only job I could find. Um, and I also was working as a ABA therapist working with autistic kids. And I was working two jobs, um, two very odd jobs, something just completely different from anything I've ever done. And the ABA job was very rewarding. The escape job was honestly just hilarious. Anyway, I digress. I worked those jobs, and I would go home. And I would lay on the bed. I would Literally, my routine would be take my clothes off, put on a big T-shirt, barely eat anything, and lay on this futon couch thing that I had got from Ikea. Very, very uncomfortable because it was so cheap. That's all I could afford. And I remember just like watching the sun go down and literally counting the minutes until the day would end. And I would just keep doing that and keep doing that and waking up and being super unhappy with myself. And But on the other side, I was just like, I have to still show up. I still have to be, you know, kind to these kids I'm working with, to the customers that I'm working with. To people on Snapchat, my family's calling me. I can't not be okay, right? Like, but y'all, when I tell you I was in the biggest battle of my life, I contemplated suicide often. I think I wrote my obituary letter more than once, and 
I only just remember just like sitting and watching the door. And I'm like, why can't someone just bust into this door and come save me? Like, can't people read between the lines? Can't people read behind the smile that I keep having on? Like, can't somebody see that I really am crying out for help? But are they so used to me being so strong and that strong friend and that person that they've always leaned on? Or maybe I'm just too fragile because I just came back from this place of rehabilitation that people feel like they don't know how to insert themselves or even talk about mental health with me. I don't know, but I just needed someone to save me because honestly, I was too ashamed to even say I needed help again. I was like, yo, I just made this big dramatic scene. I enrolled myself into this program. I dedicated all these months of my life to therapy. Even before then, I should be healed by now. And I was too ashamed Shamed had me literally contemplating suicide, sleeping on my couch, barely eating, barely having enough strength to drink water. But I swear to God, when I walked outside of that door, I had to put that mask on. I had to put a smile on. I had to give the bit of energy that I had left because I couldn't really just go back and tell somebody or like even just be honest with my own self that I needed help again. And that that doesn't mean anything. That just means that sometimes we go in these places in our minds and we don't know where it's coming from. But when you suffer from chronic depression or your, you know, anxiety or if you experience any form of trauma and something triggered you and you don't know how to come out from it. But one thing that did help me come out of it was prayer and worshiping God like no other. And it took me a while to even be able to verbalize a prayer, but I, one thing that I could do was write it. One thing that I could do eventually, probably like a month later after being completely silent in my apartment when I got home and eventually I started eating again, um, was I would get on my phone and record my thoughts on my voice memo app on my iPhone. And I swear this voice memo app like literally had my back because I was too ashamed to pick up the phone and tell somebody else my truth because I wasn't ready to accept my own truth. So I was like, me and this phone, I know it ain't going nowhere. It's always with me. Um, my voice memo was like my diary um, still is. I have over 200 plus recordings. Um, I've been doing this since 2016. Um, voice memos, if you haven't tried it, and sometimes it's helpful, like even now I go back and I listen to where I was 2018 in May, two years ago. And I've it's beautiful to be able to assess your growth. But I'm saying this to say that even after you take the time to heal yourself and you go through different practices and you've been on the routine and even steadfast and you've been doing your therapy, that does not automatically negate you from this pot of something happening mentally. If you're suffering with mental illnesses or mental health, sometimes you just aren't going to be at your best and that's okay. But you will bounce back. It just takes that bravery in you to remove that shame from your spirit, to remove the shame from your tongue, to be able to set yourself free enough to say that, hey, I'm not having a good day today. And I wish that in that months of time that 
you know, I sat there on my couch watching the door, hoping somebody would bust through and come grab me and shake me up and bathe me and put some new clothes on me to pray with me. Maybe all of that, instead of spiraling into a season of depression, it could have just literally been a one phone call difference. That when my mother called me, instead of me saying, yeah, I'm good, I don't need anything, maybe I could have said, no, Ma, I'm not doing okay. I'm not doing good. And I thank God now that I am have that relationship with my mother and my parents and people that I loved, my support team, that I can say at any given time, any given time of the night, early in the morning, I can have those people that I can root, you know, um, count on. But sometimes we can't count on somebody to answer our phone. And something that I've been practicing that I wanted to share with you all who are listening, and this will be my last point, is that sometimes before we pick up the phone and try to call someone else, sometimes we should just talk to God first. So let's talk to God right now. God, for those who are listening under the sound of this podcast, they're still tuning in. I don't want to pray for those individuals who may be suffering mentally through a battle in their mind, through something that no one else can see, but they, you know in, in their hearts of what their heart is screaming out for, God, meet them at their point of their need. If they're at that point like I was on that couch, not able to really speak their truth and be able to ask for help, God, wrap your arms around them. Wrap your arms around them and let them know that you are there that they are never alone, that they you have never left them, that this season of their life too shall pass. God, thank you so much for covering them from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Help them find the light within themselves again. Help them reignite the flame within themselves. God, we thank you so much for all that you're doing in their lives, in their family lives, in their friends' lives, and in their bodies. God, heal them. In your name I pray, amen. All right, y'all. Let's take this Mental Health Awareness Month seriously. Check in with yourself. Check in with your family, your friends. Check in with God. Make sure you talk to God. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Ashley C. Emery, A-S-H-L-E-Y-C-E-M-E-R-Y on all social media platforms. Stay tuned on my Instagram stories. I'll be sharing different morning prayers. So if you need some more prayer, tap in with me. Slide into my DMs. Let me know what's good. Um, Until then, we're going to turn our lights all the way up. Make sure you tune in next week for another very special episode of Dose of Light.